I was thinking about you guys and Chris in the shower. That was it makes good. nothing but sense. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 180 is entitled, Be Prepared. Are your relationships good enough? When is good enough not going to be good enough? Tonight at the table, we're going to be talking about why you should be prepared for tough times in your relationship. So pull up a seat at the table and join us. First-time listeners, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com forward slash live or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great, as always, if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes or so of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. Is that a female voice I hear? Chris's voice is changing. Oh, hi. (laughs) Hey, Chris is taking care of some business still. That's right. So we have Amy Hammond. Hi. Yes, my lovely bride. For her one and a quarter plus visit. Because she was by yeah. herself, and then she was on with the three other ladies. So that only counts as a quarter time at the oh. table. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, seats at the table. I was going to say, that means like every episode we're on for one quarter. That's it. So I've done 50. Roughly 50. 50. 40. 40, <laughs> yeah, 50. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've done 179.25. No. So I have, a, right. I have a good and a bad. Great how we just talked about we right. don't call them we good don't and bads do good anymore. That's outstanding. It's just an update. So relational. I'm just taking Chris's part, okay? Oh. <laughs> so we are, um, how far in? Two minutes, and we've dinged Chris twice oh. at his love and support. He is the best. and uh, The drops have not been the same. Does I was everybody say, know that? It's, man, Should we say it at the front of this dude, podcast? okay. Let me ask you this, because I thought about this in the shower the other day, okay? Wow. I was thinking about you guys and Chris in the shower. That was your Makes good. nothing but sense. <laughs> of the episodes that Chris is on, um, did you do a deep dive? What percentage oh. do you think he gets the drop at the beginning of the show? I think we've gotten to the point where it's like, mm-hmm. eh, that's kind of gratuitous. Like even if he's not, yeah, he was to be, It's them. just kind of like. Chris is here again. He's probably going to get a Did drop. Did you do Maybe a statistical we go a analysis? No, I'm just asking. Like, what do you think? Because I was like fifty. So, oh, the, I was like, it's got to be at least seventy five percent. Well, how many? He wasn't here for the first, probably, but not the. I'm saying the ones that he out of the ones that he's yeah. on. Well, I'm trying to on, think of how many he didn't. He wasn't here for. You know what I mean? Like probably fifty <laughs> in the beginning, something like that. So we'll we'll say a hundred and hundred and twenty episodes. I would say out of those 120, it probably is at least 80. Half. Could be 80. Yeah. Yeah. And just so everybody knows, as you hear in the beginning of the podcast, there is an out of context statement from within the podcast later on. But if you hang around till mm-hmm. after the goodbye, you'll get to hear all the drops we didn't use in the beginning. And there's so, usually about five or so. That's my favorite part. Yeah. And if Chris is here, they're hilarious. Oh, so funny. And if he's not, they're funny. Yeah. He has the best laugh, too. 
He really oh, is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, we talk about how, like, nothing's wrong. Right. But nothing's right. Not everything's right. Right. And that's kind of, I feel like that's where we are. Like, everything, we've been, like, running hard. Well, you're done August at Maggie's birthday. <laughs> August 12th. That was the finish line. <laughs> right, that was the finish line. It was Maggie's birthday yeah, back in right. August. And uh, <laughs> stinking Lucy. And uh, <laughs> you know, tonight there was a moment because, like, we're we're like, Amy's done a unbelievable job of decorating the house. I would concur. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It, it it just looks like it's clean down here. It's super nice down here. Mm-hmm. Eric, I, well, I can Eric can attest for that part. I clean, I clean, but she decorated this. Or he gets credit. I get credit for cleaning. Oh, yeah, he gets keeping credit for it cleaning. Cleaning. Oh yeah, for all that. sure. He's but she decorated job. all this, and then upstairs. If you go upstairs, it's like, I did. It's crazy. Maggie's room looks great. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a moment tonight where I was like, I can't handle it anymore. I can't handle it anymore. Like we've just put off like put like cleaning like, up. Just I don't even know just, what you're talking about. Right. Just I'm nervous random. about it. Yeah, we, I'm done. I'm uh, yeah. out of here. I like I had to step over one last thing of crap. You know, on you know, in our house, and I was like, we just let's just take twenty minutes right now and tell Maggie to play, you know, play by herself, you know, and and she did, she did great, she did, and we cleaned up, and that was that was awesome. Ah, get but that, it's just been like get to breathe a little, yeah. But mm-hmm. there's also like this, I don't know, this like looming, like I up until this week, I just have been off the rails with eating. Like I just mm. haven't, you know. We have not talked a lot about that. Yeah, and I felt like crap. I know I've gained weight. Oh. I know it shows, and like you know, I'm just feeling yeah. heavy, literally, and <laughs> you know, emotionally, <laughs> physically. Um, so, if you're the praying type, I ask for prayer for that. It's a, it's definitely a lifelong struggle. Clean it up. Um, yeah. Um, and I just talked to Max, and we're gonna get back at it. So, oh, you haven't been lifting either. No, we haven't lifted in a minute because, like, with with my with the way I'm at with with a ugh. With the way I am, with my arm and my leg, yeah. What and can the way you do? Max with his leg, your neck extensions, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but we at least want to get back walking, just moving. Sure. You know? um, so there's that. But speaking of Max, who frequently sits at the table, um, who just recently got caught up on a lot of episodes and asked me, he's never actually sat at the. He's table, never though. sat physically at the table. Yeah. Which we should have him on. That's for sure. For sure. He's taken yes. the relational needs questionnaire. Have Amy Raymond contact him about. Being I'll do a guest. that. <laughs> um, but we played so for for those of you who uh, video game out there um, as I do. Yeah, Brad, as Jay like falls asleep. There's a game called Warzone, and the second version of it just came out, Warzone Two. And there's a lot of chatter out of how every like a lot of people hate it, but I actually like it a lot. The changes that they've made. It is a little buggy, but blah 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 blah. Um, but basically, what you do is there's 150 people that fly in on this island um, on this big map, and not dissimilar to Fortnite, right? Similar to Fortnite, and uh, there's different things, different locations on the map with different structures and stuff like that, and you're just trying to make it to the end circle because there's this gas that's closing in oh, yeah. that's pushing everybody to Isn't one that point. Just like Fortnite? It is. It's the, the, <laughs> well, the game type is called Battle Royale, so there's, uh, there's yeah. many more. There's, there's Apex Legends, blah, 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 blah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty has one, but it's really hard. That's what this is Warzone. That's what that's, oh, that's what this is. Yeah. Donkey Kong, I course. But Max and I played Cubert. one game last night because mm-hmm. he was coming home from New Jersey. I had just come home from your house, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Let's just play one game," and we got our first win. Ah, and it was nice. unbelievable. I wanted to like scream, <laughs> like, "Oh, let's go!" 
<laughs> you were upstairs, you're grabbing Maggie, waking yeah, her right? up. Daddy's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> but it was just such a fun moment. Like, it was great. And then shout out to Duke, um, who mm-hmm. was on the show last week. Uh, he, he, myself, and Max uh, played... Um, some some war zone together and it was a blast like it just felt so fun it was just it was great what i think about is when you talked about three-day respawn back in the day and how you could be playing you know a video game with a guy in south korea and a guy in ireland or scotland or whatever it was and ministering to them Mm -hmm. and the beauty of using that technology and that platform which this may shock some of you guys but people say and do some bad things in video games it's even worse now because in Warzone, they have what they call proximity chat. So you'll hear just people talking, like, around you. And they will say, like, the most vulgar, just just because. Like, just yeah. the most... So for you guys to use oh, it for crazy. good, yeah. it's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are some streamers out there that, are, that have um, been doing a great job with, with all that. Oh, really? Yeah. Cleaning it up, you mean? Yeah, there's a guy named Preacher Guy. He's great. Mm. Um, it's awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, for me, I uh, had great news today. We got home... Bella and I from me picking her up from school and I'm putting the garbage can away and she's checking the mail and I'm like, you know, she hasn't heard yet from the three schools she applied to. And then all of a sudden she's just super excited because she got into Mercyhurst and it was, it's, it's such a parenting moment because she always considers Joe's the smart one and she'll say, Oh, I said something stupid, but then again, that makes sense. And like, she always puts herself down. Her class rank is 21st out of 391. And that was even now her she switched to class and her GPA is now four point three. Wow. So she's probably in the teens. Mm-hmm. And so she got into Mercyhurst, which we've never even gone there. She picked it because it's far enough away that it'll mean something when she comes home. Like, Isn't that where Shire went? No, he went to Messiah. Messiah. Mercyhurst is up in Erie. Yeah. So that was super exciting. We're looking at a nice card they sent and everything else. And then it said in the body of the letter, we're also offering you a merit scholarship. I'll say it. Of twenty two thousand dollars a year Amazing. for a total of eighty eight thousand wow. over four years. Now Amazing. forty grand to go there, okay, <laughs> but sure. still. But hey, that's a big yeah. chunk, right? Yeah. And when I read that, mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, she was shaking. She was so happy. It's like, validation for imagine. everything right. that she it's doesn't not even believe. Validation. Okay. It, right. My point is because she doesn't believe Screw it. Screw me. <laughs> no, no, it's validation for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for her, it's a realization. Uh, like, oh, I am that smart. Yeah, because all of her other friends are already getting into school, and she was panicking. And meanwhile, like Joe applied in like May because he knew he <laughs> wanted to go to Pitt, and he only, right. you know. But as I read that, I had to stop myself because I was going to cry, and uh. she hates it when I cry. <laughs> and she wasn't crying, so at that point, I'm not joining her in yeah. the emotion. Right, right, right. But I'm hugging her at one point, and I said, "Honey, I have told you," and in my head, I want to follow with. You're smart mm-hmm. and that you are, you know, you're not your brother's little sister and you're all this stuff. And it was so, it was so great and so difficult because I was like, shut up yeah. because that's about me. I've been telling you all these years how smart you mm-hmm. are. And so I said, honey, I'm, I said, I told you how proud I am, but I'm even prouder now. And I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great moment. And I thought once again, well, it's real hard doing what we do <laughs> and sitting here at the table and trying to, you know, cause all I wanted right. to do was say, I told you you're smart. I told you, and so. I told you, you know, yeah. I told you so, Yeah, but that's about me. Yeah. And so I just let it be about her. 
you know, and I didn't point out you got to maintain a 3.0 gra- grade point average to keep the scholarship. <laughs> didn't even throw that out yeah. there. For, let's save that yeah. for another day. Let's didn't rejoice right it. now. More re- later. We'll rejoice. We'll rejoice. <laughs> so it was just great. And she was beaming. And somebody else asked me, you That's know, awesome. how long will this last? You know, will she then the self-deprecation and everything mm. else sink back in? And right. I and and I think we defined it better here tonight at the table that it's no, it's it's a realization. Like, yeah, I can I can do this, and right. I am that. And someone so, from outside of her circle too, like completely exactly. another yes, like yeah, another. She's got a big bunch of cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. That's what Gosh. I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they recognize that. So we will see. And we looked in. You know, she applied to Allegheny, which is actually pretty hard to get into, and apparently, well. Uh, my friend Danielle uh, went there and she was like, I hope she likes nothing because that's what's around there. She (laughs) goes, they do have a Walmart, but that's, and Bella went, I like Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) But now we think, and she also applied to Albright, which is in Reading, PA. And I I, I knew nothing. She again, she picked it because it's three hours away, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But I looked it up and it's actually a pretty cool little school, geographically bigger than Mercyhurst. Um, I feel like I know somebody that went there. You hear about the Albright scholarship a lot, which is not that. But anyhow, yeah. but like their big thing is they focus on dual majors. They like 65% mm-hmm. of their those? students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 65% of their students graduate in four years with a double major. Wow. Nice. wow. That's, uh, that's incredible. Great. And they just reduced their tuition by, I think like 50%. And so it's like 19. Wow. The base level because they are committed to excellence. And of course, as I read that, I go, eh, enrollment was down. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah, you're committed right. to education and keeping your doors. But that's good though, sure. because that's what, like, that's what colleges. Yeah. Need to do it. Should it's, do. It's, it's, it's insane. An, oh, it's a the racket. cost is, it, it is a racket. It's such a racket. I'm trying to talk Ethan out. Oh, I'm college. with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just excited. And now maybe over Christmas, we're going to go up to Allegheny and then to Erie and then down to Reading. I don't. Reading. That's a lot, Reading, I apologize. lot of Pennsylvania right there. Right. That is a lot of Pennsylvania. That one might only be like four and a half, though. Two well, up. I don't know. How Allegheny, far south do we Allegheny keep is kind of on Meadville. the way. Yeah, yeah, it's right on the way. Right. But then you got to go out to Reading, which is... And you can't I mean, get there from there. There's no road. No. No. Because no. then you got to come back down and t- you, you would take 80 and then squiggle your way down like yeah. something. Did you map out disc golf courses yet? <laughs> I've been very disciplined. <laughs> I already know what's in Erie, and uh, yeah. there's a bunch near Reading, so that's okay, too. All right. If I had my brother, she'd go to Liberty, because they have a four-star course on campus. But <laughs> wow. I'm going to visit Mia and do that. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start with food, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm talking so about. Eric and I went it. out with our my cousin, Ooh, yeah. Adam, and his wife, Jen. Then on Saturday, it was an Didn't impromptu. Didn't even know they No. Impromptu date night. It was last minute. Yeah, so it was last minute. Kudos to my mom when and dad. Was this? Stepped that was in nice. Saturday night. Nice. Um, we were just planning to stay in, and then they asked us, and we went. I don't remember the name of this place, but it was up in Cranberry. Firebirds. Um, oh, Nate, Nate Sexton's place. Yeah, yeah. I never order steak out. I, I love like, you, oh, babe. No. I'm gonna um, <laughs> move the base of the so that faces you of the mic. Like this. Yeah. You never order steak I out. I never order steak. You, normally, I don't. Oh, oh, oh. But I oh. did this time. And it I was never the- order a steak out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she normally uh, infiltrates with undercover people. But she did the one time when we pulled the caper. Um, we, we had a uh, steak, out. steak out. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just anyway. anyway. Terrible jokes. Anyway, steak. it was the best dinner I've had. It was delicious. Ever? It was. One of the best dinners ever. It was wow. a great it was, steakhouse. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so mm. good. Drinks were great. Drinks were great. Yeah. 
Yeah. You could just tell they do everything great there. Live Where fire. Everything was good. Oh, it smelled like yeah, mm-hmm. it smelled uh, like fire through the whole how place. How yeah. pricey? I don't know. Um, they <gasps> they treated us to dinner, which was totally yeah. not expected. Wow. They were just like completely humble. It was, yeah. it was so steak. sweet. Yeah. And we we Who had some these? time before dinner. People? Cousins, just the yeah. two of us, oh. which was really nice. Sunflower too. sprout people, they want to talk oh, to you. Oh yeah. yeah, I want to talk to them. And maybe, I maybe at Firebirds. I did the whole surprise me thing, and he brought me what they called a BLT. Oh, dude, that's so ballsy. A BLT steak, <laughs> which it was like what? What do you mean? I forget what I forget what cut it was. I'm trying to remember what cut it was. I don't know what cut it was, but they had this like it's fancy, like a. It was a BLT butter that they had on top of it that you like just smothered it with, and it was unbelievable. BLT mm. butter, yeah. It's like sun dried tomato in that butter. Where are they getting the tomato in the probably? Butter? And then garlic and you know How you bacon lettuce and, and butter. It was good. It was good. Oh, I don't even know who these people are. That's that's <laughs> next level. Food. It was it was really good. And then the, it was gastro hab- habanero like scallop potatoes. Mm. Yeah, mm. it was really good. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, free. I didn't mean to step on you. No. Yeah, you did. It was it was a very very nice dinner, very nice um, was great. time, good company. And we need to have Jen on the on the pod for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to add. This is so funny. The last time I was on the podcast, um, remember when Maggie was having her phase of standing up in the crib? Yeah, she's and sleeping. Is that what no, she's doing right no, now? no, no, no. Okay. I just think it's funny because now <laughs> I just she's just, a it's bit. like completely different. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, I guess overall this week, I was just telling Eric that the other day that. Every aspect of my life just has been like, hey, hey, we need you to help out. Can you do yeah. this? It's it's like little extra. And it's all stuff that's not hard, but it's it's just comical that it's like literally every aspect of my life. Right. Like, like no phone like, call, no hey. email, no text isn't. Yeah. You know, or is even saying, hey, can I, I want to help you out a little bit. Right. right. It's all right. I need Would you, you to help me. Work's reaching out from this. Family's reaching out for right. this. My family's reaching out for hey, this. Amy, like it's, yeah. I don't need a dadgum thing from you. <laughs> just Other than just that. sitting here tonight in the podcast, right? Oh! No, that's what Lex needed. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there. See, there's another that. example. There just you go. Just gently shove <laughs> her under the bus. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She, you coming to me? I'm not. Love you, Lex. I'm throwing blows. I love it. I hey, she's getting yeah. her work done. I appreciate that. So. Speaking of Lex, <laughs> hey, Brian. I'm Brian. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Brian. Here I am. Uh, so this week, I, I had a really, really fun Saturday um, overall, and I started Saturday with going out to brunch, breakfast, lunch, whatever, with Duke, and he and I had a really nice meal and had, had a good, Sorry. good talk. And then I went home and decorated the house, oh, which yeah. I love to do. Gosh, that's and thank great. you for your. Christmas decorations. The contribution. Yep. <laughs> I thought you said contraband. No. <laughs> yeah, oh, is that what it was? Sunflower spiraled <laughs> bootleg <laughs> stuff. Santa contraband. Yeah. Nope. It's, they're running a big fencing up, fence operation. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, decorating on, on sa- all day Saturday and then Saturday night, uh, went over to the General and Mary Lynn's house. Big and guy. Finally big saw guy. the Jingle Bar. Mm-hmm. Heard so much about it for... Two years. I've seen years. it, but I haven't been there for like when it's all like lit up and for a party. Mm-hmm. It's a jingle bell. Oh, it was lit. I would love to see it. It was lit, and there was Christmas music on. As you go down the stairs to the jingle bar, mm-hmm. if you look to your right, that area, mm-hmm. that was my bedroom. Okay, growing up, gotcha. that open area. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where I slept as a child. Just throwing that out there. Good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not much. Speaking of trauma, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> explains a lot. Took down my Farrah Fawcett poster. <laughs> Did you have anything else? Um, good time though. The Jingle Bar. It was a good time. 
got to meet Wyatt Wyatt Carter. Yeah, I think I met him before. I think over at your house one time. Um, yep. Met a him. Great and, yeah. nephew. Yeah. Great niece. Best name. Yeah. So yeah, it was just. I think Saturday oh, was Christ. a big highlight for me. Um, I, and I wanted to let you know too, Jay, about uh, Bella's letter today. Yes. Because I wanted to show Ethan, and I asked Bella, I asked you, but I asked Bella also. I said, do you mind me showing this, particularly this portion to Ethan? Because I wanted, I did want him to see if he does decide to do college, which I have my feelings about college, but um, I wanted him to see like how tangible that is. Mm. You know what I mean? Like here, 22 grand a, a year. Um, and, you know, he works hard at school. He's He's got great grades. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I... I wanted to, you know, just thank you for letting me share that with him so that he can kind of really let that crystallize. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. He's a good boy. Yeah, I, I love when I hear good things about him. You know, like when Bella will say something like, she somebody's really, getting picked she up. Really, yeah, she like really, they champion each other's causes mm-hmm. very well, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I don't know that she champions. He, she points, I guess she does champion his cause because she's pointed out like times he's been there for her mm-hmm. when nobody else has or, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool that we we get to watch them develop their own relationship mm-hmm. and you know and and as it become as their worlds become more complex to see them navigating their worlds together in a in a healthy way you know it's not the theme of tonight's podcast and i join you in that celebration but you think about like when we were 7 well 15 16 i uh, ethan's Ethan. 15 yeah right and bella's 17 like hey, it's more complex now very much more Happy. complex. Yeah. Yeah. Just just the fact that everybody has a phone with a camera on it. Like that well, alone that's right. is super complex. Right. I was talking to somebody today that you know and I'll tell you later. Oh. But their son talk about complex and talk about this how, how screwed up this is. Um he was being bullied at school last year and it continued into this year. And so he, I guess, confronted some of the bullies. They got, they did get into a legitimate fight, but then what these kids did was basically, according to this person, so I, I sure, sure, it could be a story, but they basically framed him by going to the school district and saying, "This kid is about to call in oh. a threat." It's safe to say. You know, like he's he's going to come shoot up the, the school and he has a list and everything. And so now he's he's been, you know, expelled from school. He's oh, has a criminal investigation going against him. So talk about complex. Like, I mean, you remember yeah, that like, didn't happen much. Right. Bullying used to be OK. You fight. Yeah. And it's done. And it's done. Right. Right. I actually had a classmate, you know, the security shack, Joe's shack. They called it at Penn Hills when you came in at the old high school on the left. Yeah. Yeah. He they, they blew it up, actually. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it was fun to do. Oh. It didn't explode entirely. But uh-huh. Yeah. It was wow. different times. Different times. <laughs> different yeah. It was simpler times back then, you yeah. know. Yeah. So simple times are great. And if you have relationships that are fine, good. That's fine. But if we know anything about life, things change. And we hear very often people have changed. You know, you hear about that, and that's sort of where I want to look at tonight is what do we do when things change? And we really do need to be prepared in our relationships. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the focus for the, the talk tonight. And, um, you know, we, we look at ways people have changed. They go to college, speaking of college. Oh, they really changed. Mm-hmm. You know, they really changed and went to college. Right. We've experienced this one. Oh, ever since they started dating, 
so and so. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they really changed. You know, mm-hmm. they changed. Yeah. You know, people make more money. Oh, they've changed. They've changed. People started partying. Oh, oh. You know what they have? Changed. They've changed. They've mm-hmm. changed. You know, and and the phrase. There are other major ways people do. We think that people change. Other um, relationships, financial status, people they hang out with, jobs, jobs, spirituality. I mean, oh, they got into that uh, church. Mm-hmm. Oh, they changed. Yeah, oh, right. they changed. The reality of it is, and it, it was a phrase I heard a long time ago, and I, <laughs> I just don't remember who it was. It's another one of those great Jay Mitlow quotes. Um, you know that money, fame, um, and substances. Mm-hmm. They don't change you. We think they change mm-hmm. you, but they don't. They make you more of what you are. Mm-hmm. Where have you experienced? Do you, I mean, would you agree with that statement? You're both saying, uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think, well, I mean, for me, like, I I look at my, we were talking about 15 years old, right? Mm-hmm. 15 years old is really when I started getting into partying and, um, you know, substances and things like that. And I definitely changed. I think the cultures that I was involved in changed me f- fundamentally as a person. Um, but I think now, <laughs> like if I, if I drink too much, it does just make me more of an a-hole, you know, like I, I think now things just do make me more of what I now am. But I think like looking back, does that make sense to you? Like, you know what I mean? You would say on a macro level, it changed you. Yeah. It was, it was such a critical time for me. You know, I'd gone through, I and mean, we've talked about before I'd gone through bullying and so there was that trauma that, so there was, there was like innocent me. And then there was this trauma that started to change me. And then I went into the substances and everything that I, I think really, again, cri- use the word crystallized who I became for a long time. And now when I, you know, like I said, if I drink a little bit too much, I think I do just accentuate more of who I am in a way, the parts that I'm trying not to be, that does bring things out that I don't like. So it's still there. So I think there were phases of what I'm saying. Right. And, I, and I'm thinking more about your original statement was you changed when you were 15. If we look at it from the structure of the emotional cup, you know, you were hurt. Mm-hmm. And what comes out of the emotional cup, you know, are the, the results of that hurt. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, you were a hurt individual. Mm-hmm. What came out changed. You know, and your needs were great and they weren't getting met. So you were numbing them with the alcohol. Mm. So your inner core was the same. It was this hurt person. Mm. What's coming out of the cup changed and, and made your circumstances different. Sure. But the reality is you were still hurt yeah. and your needs weren't being right, met. Right, right, um, right. But, I mean, yeah, outwardly people would say, oh, he's changed. Mm-hmm. No, he's reacting to his hurts yeah. in a certain fashion that is different. And you use the uh, the lottery example a lot, you know, and, and it's it's just it's statistics. People seventy five percent people that people that win the lottery mm-hmm. and substantial money are usually end up more broke than they were before because they don't know how to be a rich person. They've never been and they don't have a, an abundant mindset, so they become more of that broken person just with a lot of money to to burn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I the if we look at it from a needs perspective that. When circumstances change, your needs don't change. Now, as I put together this little chart and sort of a little exercise, you know, we can look at this. And I don't mean if somebody starts meeting your needs, like that's what we want. (laughs) 
It's right. when all the needs change at once, or mm-hmm. when you get that need met all at once. So imagine somebody with a high need for security, mm-hmm. and they win the lotto. That's yeah. what we just talked about. Right. Okay. Do they go, oh, great. Everything's fine now. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Right. They either... You know they're going to get hyper controlling. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to make sure that they they know where every penny has gone from. They fear they're going to lose it. They get super frugal, and if they, you know, th- it doesn't change the fact that they still have a high need for security. Right. If somebody has a high need for belonging and they win the lotto, mm-hmm. well, guess what they're going to do? Get a posse. They're going to throw right. that money mm-hmm. everywhere. Buy their friends. And they're going to buy their friends. Right. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really change. Their needs were the same. If somebody has a high need for affection, oh, good, they finally got themselves a relationship. Mm-hmm. Now they have a huge need for affection. Mm-hmm. Is that going to solve all their problems? Especially if that person isn't great at meeting their need for affection. Right. right. It's going to be... Yeah. I just, I'm thinking about like... It'd be so funny if you said two people's names right now. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm, ta- I'm thinking like we're we're talking about eventually having a podcast where we're using like movie characters or clips to illustrate certain needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like as you were saying, affection. I went to like Wolf of Wall Street, and you know, um, this guy starts buying hookers and uh, you know having relationships that are not filling his need for affection. It just occurred to me. I know we didn't do it. I apologize. It's okay. I so apologize. I respect <laughs> your input, and I blew right through it. It's okay. And I, we have a special segment. We're going to do it at the end. We're, stay around. Yep. It's a good tease. Yeah. But I want everybody to know, Jay's the idiot. Jay <laughs> ran right. Start tagging it now. Jay's the idiot. Jay ran right through what we planned ahead of time. A nice special surprise for everybody. And I blew it. <laughs> it's totally fine. Is it, though? Brian. Yes. Keep going. Yes. That's it. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, oh, talking about lot. So there's there's a person in my life that won the lotto. F- nope. Well, uh, yes, but nothing substantial. Um, this person wait, actually really ooh. feels secure with money. Like it, money solves the problem, even though we know like it's not. But like I feel oh, like money they, can solve problems. Well, but I'm saying like I feel like they would be fine. Like they would feel fine. Do you know what I mean? Well, like sure. I still think that of course that person's hurt is still going to be there. But they they have in their mindset. Money well, they, is security. So maybe right. that money per, maybe, security, the, right, but maybe right. that person can can deal with the money issue because they are already that person. Right. Where does that person if you what do you think their greatest need would be? Support. Support. Okay, so they win the lotto and you know I guess my point is their need for support is still there. So do they handle it all on their own? Right. Or do they have a financial manager? Do they have a planner? Do they have a manager? That's, yes, I know exactly what would be. Ha- yes. Mm-hmm. And so they still have that need for So the point is we're yeah. going through this mini exercise is focusing on the need mm-hmm. and seeing how having it met all at once right. or in an extreme fashion or not met but seemingly met doesn't change the need or their reactions to it. Um, imagine you know somebody who has a high need for attention and all of a sudden they go viral. Mm-hmm. On a TikTok video, because let's yeah. let's keep it where it's doable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, not okay. They became famous, right. but even if that happens, right? Are there needs? Is their need met? Is does their behavior change? It, it become better? Mm-hmm. No, it, it's it's going to become even more hyper focused. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a gradual, intentional meeting of that need. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an overflow all at once, and they're going to be panicking that it's going to go away. They're going to get competitive. Imagine the next eight TikTok videos that don't go viral. 
Well, right. I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. do you remember that girl that was on Dr. Phil and she was like, cash me outside. Oh, she was like, such a great example. She's making like $53 million or something now. No, 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 no. A month. She, yes. A month. Yes. On TikTok. It may not be 53 a month, or, but it's tens of oh millions a month. It's so it's much a money lot. a month She's right making now. an astronomical amount of money. An astronomical. So much money. So um, much money. So, but... So what does she do? Where what what is like? Where is is it, it? That viral video made her become more of what she wanted, which was attention, respect. Um, right. Her need for attention hasn't gone anywhere. No. Right. No. And she's. I mean, it's paying off for her though. Yeah. So good for mm. her. Cash you outside, girl. Imagine somebody who has a high. Uh, good. No, I was just gonna say we have a great clip. We should use it as one of the ones at the end that we're gonna that we're gonna do at the end. That that attention one. Instagram. Ah, yes. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, yes. Yeah. And it's very sad. sad. Yeah. It's very sad. Stay tuned. So, just the last one we'll do right now is imagine somebody who has a high need for belonging. And so they get, finally, they get a relationship. Oh, they have a relationship. Or maybe they're just joined some sort of an organization and whatever else. But what if it's bad for them? Then that need for belonging gets exacerbated mm-hmm. and right. they'll allow themselves to be abused. They'll blame themselves mm-hmm. for things. So, no, mm. even though or things they have might changed. Pull back and not want to have a related, like, oh, well, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to. Well, test they can't that shut again. down because they have such a need for a belonging. Right. So, they're going to go for another bad one mm. and another bad one. So, you know, our needs don't change no matter what our circumstances are. And also, our hurts, where our hurts go doesn't change. So, somebody's really fearful and all of a sudden they get a bunch of money. Are they secure? No, they're always fearful. What if I lose the money? What right. if I have taxes? What if I do this? Somebody what comes and steals it from right. me, takes advantage of me. Mm-hmm. If, if your hurts go to anger and you'd start doing a whole bunch of drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. oh boy, mm-hmm. that's powder keg. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's why mm-hmm. like you hang out with some people. Like I, I was with a guy in college. Now, praise God, it wasn't the night I was with him. He, he was an okay guy. What I didn't realize was he's keeping everything inside. So one night where I didn't go out with him, he threw a stop sign through a car window. Oh, he Whoa. ripped it out of the ground. I mean, he bent it back and forth a bunch of times. Oh my gosh, how long does that yeah, take? But still, <laughs> like he it was, was determined. He was a strong guy. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but still, like those uh, things are in there. Get a big tree <laughs> trunk or so, stick or something. I'm not thinking hit by a car and not yeah. necessarily move. You know, but imagine if you struggle, if your hurts go to, remember, hurts go basically to four places. And that's what we're going through is fear, anger, certainly guilt. All of a sudden, you get somewhere in life, you get famous, you get some status, you get everything else. You know, all of a sudden, does he feel not guilty anymore? Uh, imposter syndrome. No. Eric's favorite. <laughs> imposter syndrome. It yeah. will magnify it. I'm not good sure. enough to even have imposter syndrome. Because the, pre- the pressure. <laughs> That's one of your best <laughs> like, quotes. Every time you, every, that was from Amy. Oh. <clears throat> every time you level up in life, like when, even if it's like not good for you, you and you level up, there become it becomes more difficult it becomes more complicated and you know and those that will be a weight that presses on like you're saying on these hurts and so you will feel more guilty like you will feel more self deprecating i can't believe i won i i won the lottery right mm-hmm. and cuz you know what else when you do like they talked about it on the Nate Land podcast when it was just over a billion or two billion dollars for the lotto, or for the was it the lotto or the Mega Millions? Lotto, lotto yeah. Powerball, and how people will resent you when you win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine if you already resent yourself. Yeah. And then people come at you saying, right. "Why do you deserve yeah. the win?" Strangers, it. people yeah. online, but or those closest to or you, or those closest. Oh. To you. you know, yeah, it's magnified, it's multiplied, mm-hmm. it's all that. We live in a state that you have to tell, like you have to reveal who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. You also have to win. That's true. <laughs> I hate that part. 
<laughs> if you struggle with self-deprecation and you experience trauma, so you're sitting in your self-deprecation, I'm not worthy, I'm terrible, I'm the root of all things, I'm no good, then something bad happens? Mm-hmm. Well, of course it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. That's when you go right into depression. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's a <laughs> scary black hole of emotion mm-hmm. kind of place where you go with no hope. Mm-hmm. And that kind of helps us transition to really the focus of our, of our talk tonight, which is, you know, when you're in a relationship and everything is fine, everything's good enough. Yeah. I wish it was better. It, it's fine. And, it, and as long as we get through this, mm-hmm. we'll be okay. Or as soon as we get past this, we'll be all right. Or, or if we could just, mm-hmm. your needs aren't going to change and where your hurts go aren't going to change. And the sad reality, this is a sunshine and roses podcast tonight here at the table. (laughs) Good enough is only good enough when things are fine. But the reality is when you said I do, you had no idea what you were saying I do to. And trauma is coming. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying your house is going to burn down. Might. I'm not saying that you're going to be a victim of a violent crime. You might. But there is some kind of trauma coming and i want to take a minute a few minutes and just go over for our own stories and amy you've got a lot of pressure here because you're the only female at the table (laughs) and so you guys are under a lot of pressure because you're only married couple the table brian and i can lie about our trauma all we want (laughs) there's no accountability here amy's gonna be like that's not the way that went down (laughs) lex Lex does that to me all the time i say something she's like no 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 that's not the way it was it would be so funny if you're like you know, like, you know, Hammonds, why don't you guys talk about your trauma? And you're like, you know, when our uh, cat died, because I know you haven't had a cat die. Mm. You know, like, and it was just the worst. And you go year and he goes weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Those two minutes that I wore for that cat, man. But can I also go, I might be over. You can't keep stepping, going. But bringing trauma before trauma even hurt, like you're bringing Ooh. trauma into the relationship too. Absolutely. You know, and then. Well, Let's have more. Like then we're together, and then something you know. Well, what do you mean by that? I'm bringing trauma into well, the I relationship. Mean, they're not saying that everybody has experienced trauma, but there definitely could be childhood traumas. Certainly, just and so of course that's where the hurts are coming right. from. I, I'm taking umbrage mm-hmm. with your phrasing. Okay. I brought trauma <laughs> into the well. Yeah, one. She, trauma, yeah, she did. Trauma <laughs> happened to me. The effects of the trauma. Effects of trauma. Yeah. Are, yeah. are right. present within us. Right which are revealed Mm -hmm. in our hurts and in our needs and where our hurts go. And yeah, we walk in bloody and bruised to every relationship. Mm -hmm. So yes, that is a great point to point that out. I'd rather you didn't personify and carry that on your own shoulders. Right. But I didn't even think of that saying that. Right. I know because it's you. Yeah. (laughs) I don't mean you as Amy Hammond. I mean, we don't see ourselves. Right. And it's a simple, gentle phrasing that reveals Mm -hmm. that self-deprecation, which is a result of the trauma. Oh, there we go. So, everybody, let's take a good, hard look at Amy right now and break her down. No. So, uh, what trauma in your relationship did you guys experience? As much as you're careful of sharing. Caring to share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll go. Um, Lex and I came into our relationship, I mean, all my previous experiences aside that hadn't been healed that even we've gotten into just on this episode – but for her and I, we came in, I think, in a very, very good place. Mm-hmm. We were, it was extremely focused on 
God, we were doing missions at the time. Um, we were both we were both very healthy um, in in a lot of ways, and so we came in mountaintop, very strong on a, very much a mountaintop, firm foundation, very strong together. Yes, very strong together. Um, and then we really took a couple years and just didn't do a whole lot. Like we kind of backed out of ministry. Um, and we traveled together cause we were, we did the long distance thing. And so we'd wanted to be very intentional about developing our relationship. What now that we were together, um, and then we moved into some, th- into some things that got us into some really bad financial trouble. And so I think, I, I think I know for us, the, one of the first big storms that we had to deal with, deal That's with a good way to put it too. Cause I think trauma is a, it's an actual, you know, diagnosis. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, storm. This was <laughs> a, a this was a storm that we you know we brought a lot of it on ourselves. Well, and sure, we did it together. But like the whole time, her and I were were in it. Now we're we are uncovering some things that where there was some fracturing that started even in that time. But during that time, like we didn't fight with each other. Um, you know, we weren't blaming each other. It wasn't like when some couples encounter. Um, Financial, like financial difficulties, are one of the biggest things that break people apart, you know, and cause divorce, you know. And for us, we never, we never really, that was never a thing for us. But we did go through this time of really, really difficult financial um, problems, and and we've had we've had some other instances since then. We've talked about it on the podcast Lex with the um, you know the the health issues over the past couple of years which has caused me to um, you know take on some things that I'm working if, on. If you go back to either of those storms. Now, certainly in the first storm, you know, the sort of the financial crisis and whatever else. Given our last couple podcasts talking about the difference between emotions and feelings, you know, how how aware of your emotions were you then? You knew how you felt, but how aware were you of your emotions and what your emotional needs were? Oh, I, very little. Okay. And looking back mm-hmm. now with the brilliant mindset that you have, and I don't mean that in any sarcastic way, do you think were your needs any different before, after, and during your storm? I think my need for security in temporary things back then was much higher than it is now. Uh, and I lost a lot of need for a temporary security. Um, but I think there's a lot of things that if I could change, I would, but, um, I would handle things. I would handle things a, a lot differently. My perspective would be, you know, much, much more faithful. I think, because I, w- I, I, I was in doubt, and I was in a lot of um, self-condemnation, I think, during those times. Which is where your hurts go. Mo- they, is self-condemnation. Th- I've, I've, real- I've realized over the past year, especially, right. that, that I have a lot more self-condemnation than I thought I had. Well, and what my original question was mm. is, is more towards, again, the need base. What I'm saying is if... So as a late team, whatever else, you know, we sort of, and through your 20s, we were talking about your highest emotional need to a degree was belonging, but mm. also respect as we looked at back. No, you thought it was respect, mm. but it turned out to be more belonging and security. Acceptance. Accept, um, very, accept, being loved even though you've, acceptance as far as being loved even though you've made a mistake? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, no, I'm sorry. Attention. Attention. I, I, like, I never realized how big my need for attention was. And... 
Um, so yeah. We're, and so the question is, did that change during that period? So the, the idea is, hey, when trauma comes, yeah. your needs get greater mm-hmm. in the same need. Your hurts get inflamed mm-hmm. in, those, in the same way. That you know, if you were angry before, you got angry during that time. You said oh, self-deprecating I was angry during that time, and you also said self-deprecating. So, like you, you said, "Hey, that storm was our fault to some degree." Mm-hmm. So that it got inflamed as well. Mm-hmm. So in this time of a storm, your needs aren't getting met, and they become almost greater. Mm-hmm. And where your hurts go is even louder and more impactful in your yeah. life. Well. And again, like I'm real familiar with anger and I was very, very angry during that time. Right. You know, and, and again, I grew tremendously. Like I realized how entitled oh, I was. God uses you know all I mean? of it yeah. if we allow him. But yes. The, but the, the reality is the storm came and things got real difficult. Things got real difficult. And to a large degree, who I was then is still who I am now. Correct. You know? So, yeah. And you said something that I think is really important in that, you know, you and, and Lex have done a whole lot of work in the past calendar year. Mm-hmm. Is that a about the time period. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the way you guys reacted to the storm, which you thought, Hey, we got through it. Mm-hmm. We're good. You didn't, wouldn't even have said we're good enough. We're good. Mm-hmm. Turns out we weren't good. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's, that's a great observation because it is really amazing to, to do some of the work that we're doing this year and, and realize that what we thought we dealt with, we hadn't, you know, we got through it. We did get through that. We Which did. is the first, first goal. Yep. It's great, to, it's great to ride out a storm, and it's great to be on the other side of the storm and look around and go, all right, we're still floating. But that doesn't mean that the trauma from that storm and the previous storms that you've come through has actually left you. It's just the weather's cleared up. And to Amy's point, what it did was also reveal the effects of, previous trauma before the relationship even Mm -hmm. came which is a which is a great addition to this illustration yeah and and to dovetail on that like during that time of financial difficulty there was so much and this this isn't to throw my parents under the bus in any way shape or form but so many of the habits and tendencies and fears that I i i grew up witnessing in my house carried into that time Absolutely. and caused yeah. me to make caused me and by default Lex to to make a lot of compoundingly much more horrible decisions on top of each other. Right. So yeah. It mm-hmm. made me more of who I was. Yeah. In that what, area. What about you guys? Uh well we've shared our story that we've struggled with fertility and I think during that time we hit this was pre knowing anything about emotional needs or hurts or anything. So, however, as a result of that situation and and miscarrying and all of that, that went with it, um, we sought out support and, and that's how, as a result of that terrible thing that we were going through, we found out about (laughs) emotional needs. And so that's then through that it was, you know, it's not easy work, but by doing the work, we found out our, our highest needs and where our hearts go. And it, it helped through that in a way, like it helped that journey. And you'd say your hurts, let's, since you, know, you brought it up, would mm-hmm. you say where your hurts went as a individual mm-hmm. carried into your relationship? Yes. Did they get magnified through your storm? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think for them, for my hurts go to self deprecation and, you know, even though I had a, I have a diagnosis that, that can cause infertility. Like it, it was told to me as a very young, young girl, but 
back then I didn't think, you know, you just don't think of it like, oh, whatever, I'll deal with it. Or so then until it came time to actually start trying and it was kind of like, you, you know, I guess a relief that like, okay, I know there is something wrong, but it, to get a diagnosis now it's like, oh, like now there's some blame to it. And so you still kind of put that blame on yourself. Like I'm broken. I'm not working. Why is this hard for me? Why is it so easy for other people? All those thoughts go in your head right. constantly. And, and Amy put it on herself. So there's that need of acceptance. Like I did something wrong and I'm broken. Are you okay with me? There was a lot of that. Like, I feel like, and, well, and yeah, I, like I was, but like, it's still, yeah. it's, See, it's still, funny. I don't even remember that. Yeah. It was still hard. Yeah. It was still hard to meet that need as a husband, you know, because like, what am I going to, I can't do anything. Right. You know, well, you're peeing in, you're peeing on a forest fire and hoping it goes out. Right. If I was better, I'd have better analogy. <laughs> the guy just said today, he said, I'm trying to avoid all the suckers in a world full of lollipops. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I'm talking that's about. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm like, you're peeing on a forest fire. <laughs> but, but again, if you look at how intricate relationships are, here you are in the darkest moment of your life, mm-hmm. compounded by other previous dark moments yeah. in your oh, yeah. life. It was the shoe dropped. Marrying, yeah. Yeah. married to, walking through a guy who walks on eggshells in any relationship he's on. Oh, yeah. And so he's sure it's his fault. Mm-hmm. He's sure he should be better at loving you. Oh, yeah. You're not putting a bit of that on him. Mm-hmm. No. You know, but yet you're embodying that. You're just carrying that burden right. because of your own previous storms and right. traumas. I remember after... Uh, the miscarriage we had a baby shower to go to and i even i remember i, did. I yeah. remember asking amy i was like are you sure you're ready to go and she was like yeah oh yeah there's two there's there two, two baby showers yes two. yes mm-hmm. and and i i was going to one of them mm-hmm. yeah and it was up in cranberry and first set of twins firebirds yeah. oh. <laughs> And uh, oh, up, up twins. In, oh, yeah. they get two. Yeah, they get, <laughs> they get two. They get two. Exactly. They're we, like, oh, I can't believe we have twins. We can't yeah. have one. They can have two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I remember on the way coming home, like, oh, so quiet. Everything was everything was fine there. Like, I had excused myself a few times. Yeah, but Amy was like a duck on a pond, right? Like calm, <laughs> calm up top. Feet are just. Oh yeah. You know what very, I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know. And then we get in the car, it just starts flowing. Oh, that's so funny! Was, I thought of that tonight. Yeah, thinking of that story, and that's funny. You and that to up. this day, it's the most alone I think I've ever felt in my life. That was the darkest, one of our darkest. Yeah, because dar- she's that, crying. That car ride home, and like I'm, I'm silent horrible. because I can't do anything. I'm, I'm helpless, and. It finally, I finally released it. Yes. I finally released right. what was really in my heart. And I just sat there because I was like, yeah. I, there's nothing I can say right now mm-hmm. that's going to make anything better. Like, I can just be here and mm-hmm. just be. Ugh. Which was probably the best move for me in that situation. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure. Oh, you wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't right. have said anything no, correct. Sure. Because there are no words. There no. are no words. Right. And it was a long. It felt like we were driving from California yeah. to Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was so long. And yeah, that was, that mm-hmm. was tough. That yeah. was tough. And I was just, you know, now that looking back of what I know now, um, what would you have done? Yeah. Well, come back to that because I was just thinking of like right. what where like where I was going in my head. Like, 
of fear of well, what's going to happen after this? You know, like this is big. You know, I've never seen her like this. So mm-hmm. like all of that. And then there's there was you know I have a high need of belonging. You know, and is she going to be distant? You know, are we going to be you know okay? You know that kind of thing. Um, and I was definitely angry. I was pissed. Like. Not at Amy. Well, I was good clarification. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not at Amy. You ruined this yeah. car ride. <laughs> yeah. uh, Not at Amy. At I wanted all. to kick her out I, of the car. I was just mad that, like, man, like, why can't we have one? Or even, even like, why can't Amy have one? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if I become a father, or not whatever. <laughs> Amy really <laughs> wants yeah, this yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what would I have done now? Hold on, before we go there, yeah. which I already asked the question, but right. I'm take it back. Yeah, yeah. So he's sitting there. He that was an amazingly bold statement you made, because she's losing it on the car ride mm-hmm. home, and you said I've never felt more alone, which I think is it's so vulnerable for you to say that, because as you tell that story, I'm heartbroken for you, and that just release of all the yeah, pain, right. and everything else, yeah, and and you're like I felt alone, like because you couldn't help her, right? I get it, right. What was going through your, I mean, were you just in the depths of sorrow? Yes. And I didn't feel alone. I think I felt alone in the situation, but not alone. Like it was, think, obviously I felt as comfortable, like he would be the only person I could actually talk to about, like really like let it out. Um, I think it was more, I just needed like, yeah, and it does suck. Like, but I I felt that even though you may have not, I don't even remember. And that's exactly the point that she didn't feel alone. Right. Like, yeah, there could have been some magic or you could have, you know, whatever. Sure. But you didn't feel alone. Right. And yet, by not being able to help her, you felt alone. Mm. Right. Like, she's right. the one hurting, yeah. but you felt alone. Well, your it, presence, I'm interrupting, uh, yeah. your <laughs> presence, your being her there with her in that moment, his silence was not an absence of emotion. Uh, no. Right. And that you felt, okay, we're sad right now. I finally felt vulnerable enough, clearly, to, right. to, 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 right. to the gasket just So had you known what spelled. you were doing, it would have been great comfort. Right. It still was great mm-hmm. comfort, but then you wouldn't have hurt because you're like, I'm doing good by just being quiet. Right. And mm-hmm. I do think, you know, as a guy, you know, there's that macho, you know, mentality or whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, that I want other guys to hear, like, I did feel alone in that moment, you know, and it's okay to express that, like... You know what I'm saying? Absolutely yeah. you should. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's okay to express it. And what a lot of us do is we don't. We don't. Right. We bottle. Like, we sure. bottle it yeah. up. We bottle it up. And like, yeah, when I'm, I'm not talking about feelings. Or, or, I'm talking about real emotions that are impactful on your, just on your health. You know, like. Well, my heart breaks for you. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm imagining you in that car ride, knowing how Amy feels and your inability to do anything about that, and your inability to say anything about that. I, I'm just like my heart breaks for that guy right there because yeah. y- you're a wraith at that point. I'm paralyzed. You, you are. Yeah. You're a no man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the end of it, you did the right thing because right now she can sit here mm-hmm. and say, I didn't feel alone. Yeah. Moment. Which is great. Right. So I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> Full circle. Well, no, no. You <laughs> changed your mindset. You just shouldn't have felt alone. Yeah, right. Just don't be alone in that moment. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna call Jane Bryan real quick, hon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, 
that that's yeah the, the I don't honestly but going back to that question I don't know what I I don't know if I would really change much maybe like I was tearing up on the way home maybe I cried a little harder with her you know I don't you know you still have to drive I still had to drive. Well, that was my only thought is I, I might have... Stop the car. Stop the car, I, I, yeah. I'd maybe pull up, you know. Yeah. Of course, I'm like, mm-hmm. coming out from Frank, probably do so many... You know, I'd get yeah. off in an exit, and mm-hmm. I would yeah. just sit there, and, and yeah. I would start by just putting, like, my hand on her knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Of course, yeah. I'm thinking mm-hmm. Rachel. <laughs> right. You know, sure. I'd right. put my pointer finger right. on her kneecap, <laughs> gently rub it back the size of a dime. <laughs> no, but that's the only mm-hmm. thing I would think of. Just yeah. Let it... Let, let's just stop. Right. And let's just be just here. Let's yeah. be here right now. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'll always remember that spot, right. that moment right. where I intentionally did that, yeah. and it was yeah. okay to be where you were. Yeah. But yeah, you did a great job by not mm-hmm. screwing it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Was it like <laughs> oh it'll better. happen or no. oh you know it was nothing like that. It was no. Never. You don't have to feel that way. Right. Oh, God will take care of it. Right. Yeah. All the, oh, we can do that all the classic Oh, we can do that for an hour. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had that, five miscarriages before podcast. I had one. Oh, dude, it was the worst. Pe- oh. Yeah, that yeah. will be We should a- maybe do one of those. We, yeah. Like, well, specific to, like, to like, childbirth mm. issues. Oh, yeah. Oh. Stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to do that because one, one of my ideas was having somebody on and going, <laughs> what? What? It's the inner monologue. Yeah. Oh, like, who has just gone through a miscarriage? Not like, no, 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 no. Let's no. come right on no. the air. And but ask somebody, him. somebody that maybe has had a, a miscarriage. Like, we could do it with Amy, you know. But somebody's has had a miscarriage, and then we go through all the horrible, all the crap things. All, yes, and right. then roast those. About. Just roast those people. Like, oh, they're the worst. The people that said it to them. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not, not <laughs> the person that had the miscarriage. <laughs> You're yeah. not going to roast them. <laughs> not them, and I was not pissed at Amy in the car. No. Just, but that led you to say, hey, we're not okay, and there's got to be a way that we can help each other right. better, even though you did yeah, a good job. right. And that's when you started meeting yeah. with, with Rachel and myself right. years ago. But had point. that not years. happened, who would have known? Like, it, it just, again, all... It gives you chills. Like, you're, yeah, you know, right. all meant to be. But, and for Rachel mm-hmm. and myself and our trauma, you know, the, the biggest one, obviously, is having a child with cancer and being diagnosed with that at a time when I wasn't working, which is interesting. But mm-hmm. uh, but different is we had already gone through all of our training. We had learned the importance of not being alone. We had, we'd learned how to comfort. And I, I mock and I make fun of Rachel just like she does as well, and, you know, and her ability to emotionally respond mm-hmm. rather than just say, suck it up, buttercup, and all that stuff. Right. And that's, that's on this side of the training. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. You know, the, the old Rachel was, mm-hmm. was tougher, harder, mm-hmm. you know, and she has come and she is great at it. And it's, it's sort of the same thing when you get a hug from Rachel, right? Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, it's a big, big deal. deal. It's yeah. a huge deal. And if you need one, she'll yeah. give it to you mm-hmm. gladly and yeah. warmly. Yes. It was and, so funny last night we were, we were leaving and Brian gave Rachel a hug and, and Rachel looked at me and she was like, do you need a hug? Aww. And I said, no, I'm good. And she was Aww. like, all right. <laughs> so funny. And so when Rachel will sit down next to me on a given bad day and put her hand on my thigh, it's like there's gold right. on my thigh in that yeah. moment. That's a big deal. And so when yeah. we went through, we knew all this. And it's really, we couldn't have been, you know, I look back, it was from a relationship standpoint, Rachel and my marriage, it just wasn't a burden. And it was, it's what got us through it. Right. You know, and I'm not, this isn't a lift Jay and Rachel up on a, on a pedestal, but it's a testimony to, I knew, Hey, this is going to be tough. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd heard at one point it was like 70% of, uh, couples who have 
a child with pediatric cancer get divorced. And then mm-hmm. I tried to look that up, and I can't find that stat. But we saw it. We saw it in a couple in the hospital with us. Yeah, that it was like, oh, things are okay. And a month later, they're like, yeah, he moved out. And it was like, oh, I'd be, I don't, I don't know anybody else that's gone through such a horrible trauma better than you guys. Well, and and again, I want to point out, it's because of what we learned, right? Not because of who we are, right? You know, Jay and Rachel, I, I say it a thousand times. We're not that special. We've just applied what we've learned right. and found what works. Right. And that's really a lot of what we wanted to say. Like, I'm dealing right now with a couple different couples. I mean, I, I always say it. I, I know a lot of people's stories, and I'm, I'm not blowing up anybody's spot. But their relationship is not at stake. There's no infidelity. There's no anything else. They're going through the storm. Yeah. And they are scratching and they are clawing and and it, they weren't prepared for the storm. Mm-hmm. They're they're good, they're good enough. They're good mm-hmm. couples. People would point to them and say, "What a good couple." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they still in the outside world still may say that because they don't know. Mm-hmm. But because of the exterior forces that are exacerbating their needs and inflaming their hurts, their relationship they're they're at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. They're they're either gonna and, and they're playing catch up. Yeah. At this point. And that is our encouragement for everybody. Mm-hmm. No, I think that, that, that to bring everything around that we're talking about, that's the biggest takeaway, f- like at least for me that I want to convey. And we talked about it, and you're probably going to finish this. But sentence, I wanted you to do it. Is don't wait until the storms hit to get these things embedded into your spirit and into your mind. Because, at, like you said, at that point, you're playing catch up. And at that point, the traumas become compounded. You're going to go through things even like you guys came through it really healthy with Trey, but there's still a lot of things that you, I'm sure, are dealing with, you know, to, to some degree, like, and that you, you may yet deal with in the future. Um, Hope not. But in a lot, but again, you are a prime example of this work being done ahead of time and having to go through a storm. So, that's the point of emphasis for me is that you, you're going to encounter trauma, uh, real, ugly, soul gut wrenching trauma. If you haven't already, mm-hmm. as a couple, it's coming. So <laughs> it's get, a great podcast. This is a, <laughs> we're the worst. So this <laughs> this is this is the it's preparation. The, these are the things that you need to set in place right now and get set in stone in your heart and your mind, so that when that comes you have a somewhat of a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the, the, fracturing, the fracturing is just, it's, it's mind-boggling. From a sports perspective, imagine learning the game of football, going out, catching with your friends a little bit, and then you say, I'm good, I'm good enough, and then you get thrown in an NFL game, and you go, well, now I have to really get good at this. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it's like if you're just yeah. going to, mm-hmm. if you're yeah, not going to get yeah, better yeah. at your relationship right. in, the, in the quiet times, in the quasi-calm times. When the trauma comes, you think you're going to catch up then? Yeah. No. Now, now it's just survival. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's... Or it becomes more about inward, like all about me and fixing things necessarily. Because God, God, okay, I'm, how am I going to do this with another person? Does that make sense? Like, if I'm going through something really traumatic, I might be con- like go inward and focus on how I'm going to get better or get through well, it. That's exactly what happens. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just gonna like that's one of the things that can break down the relationship, and you're pulling back even more. And somebody that I'm dealing yeah. with right now, I'm ministering to, I'm being given the opportunity to love them and talk about them on a podcast. Um, what I said to them, to one of them, is 
if we are going to look at this from a biblical model, which this couple does, the two became one. We read that, you hear it in weddings. You know, no, the two became one. But in when trauma hits, you look inward. Mm-hmm. And they're not even considering how can I help the other person. Right. Mm-hmm. Well then the 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 new creation of the two suffers. Right. Because it's not one anymore. It has become two. So you're saying not only, you know, this might happen. No, that does that is exactly what happens. And that the unit of the relationship, the the new creation, gets no attention and just gets divided further mm-hmm. apart yeah. by yep. that trauma. Any fissure that's there, yep. again, any hurt that's there, any need that is not on that is not met. It dies. It's not nurtured or anything. It's Chasm. just right. It, it's such a good point, Jay. It is such a good and vital point because how many people do come into their relationships with the this is my portion of the relationship this is their portion of the relationship there is no becoming one or there's there's a very little becoming one you play the game you maybe get a joint bank account but there is a lot of people that come into it where like this is mine this is yours and if by chance we diverge well so be it yeah Yeah. and in conclusion to this Okay, the storm is coming. We, we were dark. We're the worst. All that kind of fun stuff that we talked about. Doing this work, learning how to meet the needs of your spouse, and again, your child, your mother, your whatever, your friends, meeting their emotional needs, learning how to comfort, learning how to rejoice when they rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. It's not just fire insurance. It makes the relationships richer and more beautiful and more intimate on every uh, healthy and non douchebaggy way, you'll have intimacy in the good times. So it's not just a an insurance policy, right? It, mm-hmm. It's it's the way that we were supposed to live mm-hmm. and to interact and have community with one another. So it's not just do this because bad stuff's coming. It makes the good times even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't do this well. No. And so what, Eric? Do you want to introduce it? No, you introduce it. I say we do the the Instagram one first. And then we end with the kid. Sure. We'll do two. So two. All right. So we're, we're toying around with real life examples. Um, well, as much as Instagram is real life, whether it be TikTok videos, Instagram reels, Facebooks, whatever they are. I don't know. Um, are they reels on Facebook? Reels on Instagram. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're looking at examples of good, not good, uh, emotional responding, or something topical to things we sit at the table. And the first one is an illustration of a lot of what we talked about tonight. And this is where in the future it would be very beneficial so for beneficial. you to join us on YouTube or rewatch us on YouTube. Oh, yeah, because we'll have oh, yeah. audio. And give me, give me a little first forgiveness, run. but this is the first run. If We're you're still s- with us, stay with us. We're going to see how it goes here. And also, send some in. Yes. We want the engagement. Instagram or a long-term boyfriend? Pick, pick. Okay, let's see. Instagram. Okay. What? Instagram. Okay. Instagram. Okay. Oh, Jadina's getting red pill right now. Okay. What about you? Probably Instagram. Probably Instagram. I probably already knew, but Instagram. What the? I would say Instagram. I haven't met or found a man yet that can give me what Instagram. Whoa! Yeah, this is why this show is necessary. Do you see how all these girls are in a relationship with Instagram instead of a real man? They're addicted to attention instead of love. Instagram. Mm. Addicted to attention instead of love. Amy, you're a woman, right? Yep. Last your reaction you to that. Yeah. Last time you checked. <laughs> uh, 
that I just that makes me so sad. First it's of all, so like sad. that that's what they think. Like no, like it's just there's nothing real about nothing any real. of that. So they're they're not. The that only, they think that they're worthy and that like, they're not worthy. Like that, that's all that they can attract. And the only thing real about that is what they feel when they get that dopamine hit. Right. And they want to keep going. That's right. It's an addiction. And, and, and for those who it. are just listening, it's a bunch of Instagram influencers. You know, they're all made up. They all look beautiful and their own way, whatever else. They're not right. just nobody. Right. Mm-hmm. right. They're somebody on Instagram. On Instagram. Right. And it's weird because I tried to play like devil's advocate and I was like, well, you know, what about since Chris isn't here? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, guys, how do we give good attention so that they're not going to Instagram and getting all that attention? And then I thought, man, if they want that kind of attention on Instagram, I think it's on them. Like I kept on like going back and forth. You know, do you know what I mean? Sort of. So there. So the guy asked the question of, would you rather have a long term boyfriend or Instagram? And they all said Instagram. So how can, like, how can guys be better at giving attention, meeting that need of attention in these women's lives versus Instagram so that, they, so that they would actually want a relationship? Or, or is it that their need for attention is so great they're never going to find that? That's what I mean. that's a one-sided. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, I was like, it has to be so great that and there's no guy and distorted because there's no guy that is ever going to like be that guy. And I would go as far as saying I'm not a guy, but like that would be not attractive at no. all. Like there'd be no guys or not, not even no. wanting to go near that or even want to be interested in a relationship. A woman that needs like that. that much is it's a, that's unhealthy attention. Well, sure. Yeah. That's unhealthy attention. This has brought the room up. <laughs> We're doing well, it. let's bring it home, shall we? All right, one more. <laughs> This one... So we'll set it up a little bit. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't want to... This is good. (laughs) (laughs) Just being open, honest, and vulnerable. This is an example for the... We've been heavy on the husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. This is mother, son, and this... You want to focus on the emotional responding. You also want to focus on my man, who is arguably seven or eight, going on 75. Amy, have you (laughs) seen this yet? No. No. I'm so excited for you. I've been saving for it, yeah. yeah. So how how well does this mom do at emotional responding? Because this boy's hurting. I'm not getting Jay. I'm serious. First of all, okay, I understand you're serious. But you've been going up in this car like Beyonce here. Maybe she's not here. She can't hear you. But mom, I'm just telling you, I'm done with Beyonce this time. I'm not worried about Beyonce this time. Just know, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm about to see your camera right now. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to post you doing this. And Bianca, if you're serious, just know, LeJay's Tucker is done with you. He's done with you. Jay. That's a pain that nobody can fix. Jay. How the girl hurt you? Oh. Jay, it's not that serious. You, you really getting your feelings. You know what it is? It's the pretty girls that just don't work. Jay, I thought you loved me. I'm done. I'm not. James. 
My man, Such dude. Such a babe. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what it is? You know what, you know what, you know what it, is? it is? It's the pretty girl. <laughs> like, I was oh waiting God. for her to That's come up pain. with some really great thing. and it. Like, what did she do wrong? She just dismissed everything. She didn't join him at all. It's not that big of a problem, right. Jane. Yeah. She just minimized she it. She goaded him on. Oh my like, gosh! She For laughed her, like, she, "Oh, you're this seven year old. You don't really have any valid feelings. You're only seven. So I can post it online. You keep doing what I you're know, doing, so I right. can post it online. She's filming it. She's filming it. My man, Lejeune. I mean, Lejeune is making funny. it about I mean, her. Like the, oh, that's what the, she the, did. The kid was. She got some. She got some clicks. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, she made it about her. Oh yeah, she got on this podcast. She got on this podcast. But I'll tell you what. What was her name? Uh, I don't know what her name. No, was. the girl. Bianca. Bianca. Yeah. Bianca, you ain't welcome at the table. We'll, we'll, <laughs> right? we'll bring you, but what you did to the James, that's a pain you can't come back from. My man's what, eight? Yeah, yes. right? That's a pain you can't come back oh, from. Oh, man. My so man, the James. Well, that's it for episode 180. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye. Bye. I'm just really glad that all worked. Bye. I can't handle it anymore. I can't handle it anymore. Oh, let's go! You were upstairs, you are grabbing Maggie, waking yeah, right? her up. Daddy's awesome! <laughs> Sorry, free. I didn't mean to step on you. Yeah, yeah you did. But I want everybody to know, Jay's the idiot. Yeah. Astronomical.